Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. If you're new here, or maybe you've been listening a few times and you're not sure what the podcast is about, what it's based on, I want you to know that this podcast is for your soul. It's for your soul. When we take care of our soul, um, we're taking care of ourselves. I, I like to say, soul care is self care. Soul care is self care. You know, we can take care of all our, our self by taking care of the, the outer things, our nails, our hair, our facials, massages, even um, resting our bodies, you know, going relaxing on the beach. But if we're never taking care of the wounds in our soul, the anxiety we have in our soul, the jealousy, the unforgiveness, if we're never dealing with those things in our soul, are we really taking care of ourselves? While I'm getting my nails done, while I'm relaxing on the beach, but I'm still dealing with jealousy of how someone else look and what I don't have and the way I'm, I'm responding from a place of insecurity or, or anger or lack, not feeling good enough, that is not soul care. When we begin to deal with those things, that soul man, that inner man, the core of who we are, when we deal with those things and we become healthy in those areas, we are then really taking care of ourselves. You know, am I saying, no, you shouldn't get your hair done. You shouldn't take those vacations. No, I'm just saying how much more, how much better would it be to take care of those to have to enjoy those things when we are whole, when we have a inner peace. And so this podcast is really to help you get to that place. And we talk about everything from wounds to anxiety. We talked about last month. Um, we talked about feelings of inadequacy. Um, and this month, God laid on my heart to talk about depression and this month is going to be a little different, you guys. You know, I, I really like to take y'all through the stages of, um, I say the stages to rest, which is to be honest. One, stage one is to be honest with whatever the thing that is going on in your soul that is heavy, that is burden, burdening you down. Two, stage two is really to find the root of it. Where is it coming from? How am I seeing myself in this? And stage three is to uproot it, you know, using God's word to give you a new truth, a new perspective, a new way of seeing through his eyes. But this month, God laid on my heart to talk about depression by us journeying through the scripture, Psalms 23. I believe God wants to lift and encourage your hearts this month by really lifting your eyes to who he is. And that's what Psalms 23 is about, is about lifting our eyes to the God who is our shepherd, our provider. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. We're going to read the whole scripture of Psalms 23. 
and we're going to just each week do one or two verses at a time and really see who God is. You know, depression is this um, persistent or constant um, feeling of sadness and where you may have this lack of interest or pleasure, um, low in spirit, being feeling depressed is when you're low in spirit, an overwhelming sense of, of sadness. And um, I really haven't personally dealt with depression, not on that level. I believe a lot of us at times have been sad, right? You can't escape sadness. But a feeling of depression, you know, I know from people who I've been around who have experienced it, they've said that it's kind of like this wave that they get, even if it's just throughout the day of just this feeling of sadness and feeling almost like they can't get up out of it. Like it's like they're not in control of it and it just comes on them. And, um, you know, what do you say? What do you say to people who experience this and um it's not it's just only for maybe a moment or maybe part of a day but then they're okay again but they just don't want to they don't want to deal with this anymore they don't want to feel um like they have to feel succumb to this and one thing I've learned about the Holy Spirit you really have to follow and hear what God is saying what God is saying to speak to someone to encourage someone um I'm a type of person, I love to dissect it. Why? Okay, why are you feeling this? Where is this coming from? And what truth do we need to apply to it so you can see things differently? Then once you see things differently, you'll feel differently. But God spoke to me this month for this month and said, just tell them about who I am. Have them shift their gaze, shift their eyes to who I am. And I believe through us um, lifting our eyes to God and seeing exactly who God is, we are lifting our, our spirits. We are lifting it to the one who cares for us, who loves us, who, who is there for us, who is always with us. You know, Psalms 23 um, is, is said that it's during a point in time in David's life where he was being, um, I guess, chased by Saul. Saul was trying to attack him and kill him. And David was in a place of where it, you know, this, this doesn't make sense. God, the God, you told me to serve this man. Um, and he loved and to love this man and to, to, um, to look after him. He, he played the, he played his, his heart for this man, you know, and now this guy's attacking him and to just, see where David is at and to hear his perspective, to hear his song to God of just who he is. You know, there are times in in Psalms where David, you know, he's just very honest. And I love that very honest and naked before God with his feelings. But specifically in Psalms 23, um, I love that as we get through it, it just talks about how, you know, even through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. And so let's just go through the scripture um, today. We'll go through the whole thing. And I want you to allow the word to just wash over you. I want you to take a moment and to just breathe in this word. Let everything else um, just kind of filter out of your mind. Set your mind right now. Set your focus. 
God, we're going to focus on you today. We're going to open up our hearts and we ask you, God, as we listen and hear these words that is already spirit breathed, that we just begin to um, acknowledge who you are. God, this word is living and this word is life. And where there is turmoil, where there is a, a spirit of death in our souls, where there is sadness, Father, we just speak that through these words, through Psalms 23, that you will bring it back to life. You will give us joy in a place of our sadness. You will give us strength and comfort in a place where we may feel weak. So Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, a shepherd is one that tends to sheep. Um, um, it's someone who guides, who feeds. Um, I even saw that a shepherd is even known as like a special friend, a companion, um, someone to keep company with. And that's exactly who God is and who he wants to be to us. If you will allow him into that place in your life of just being company with you, being your guide and I, and being your special friend, I, I really, let me tell you, one of the words that stuck out to me was feeds. He feeds us and not just food. You know, yes, God will take care of us where we don't have to worry about food and clothes. And those are natural things. But God is the feeder of our strength. He is the feeder of your comfort. He is the feeder of your peace. God is our source. He's our source. There's no moment. There's no place that's too dark where you cannot turn to the source. He is a special friend. He is someone that we can talk to. If we make the choice to see him as such, and here David had spent enough time with God to have seen a correlation between even what he did um, with the sheep he tended to. You know, I believe David... Um, saw something special in what he did intending to sheep the way he protected them the way he guided them the way he looked after them and he realized like man this God this God that I serve this God that I pray to he's just the same he he is everything that I need he is my 
provider. God is my provider. God is your provider. There's no lack in God. And if we are walking with him, if we are allowing ourselves to be fed by him, if we're allowing ourselves to be guided by him, then we have everything we need. I believe sometimes we find ourselves in a lack of joy because we have to ask ourselves, are we being fed by him? Am I constantly allowing God to feed me? And even in a place where I do feel lack, if right now you're saying, but I, I feel I feel lack right now, you can go to God for whatever it is that thing that you need. He has it. A lot of times we'll allow other things to be a guide, to be our feeder. And it's and we're malnourished because of it. You maybe you're married and you've been looking to your husband or your your wife for something that really God is supposed to feed you with. And you're finding yourself going around in these cycles. You're finding yourself still being um, unsatisfied and not fulfilled. I want to tell you today, look to God. Literally open your journal, open your heart, open your prayer life, open your mouth and say, God, I need you. Your word says that you're a shepherd. Your word says that you are a provider, meaning you are the source of everything I need. And right now, I'm looking to you for this. And I will say this, something that I've um, just learned, and it takes me back to the beginning of my relationship with God. Well, right before I had a relationship with God, I was in my marriage and I... um, We were going through a lot, you know, my husband has been deceitful and I just didn't, I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. You know, you can't, I couldn't change any, I couldn't change him. You know, we can't change people. We can tell them things. We can say how we feel, but at the end of the day, they have to make their own choice. And there are choices that he made that I I just, I didn't know what to do with it. And so I would remember just growing up in church, they say, read your word, read your word. And I would read, I I decided to read my word. I opened the Bible and I think I started at Genesis. (laughs) And as I'm reading Genesis, I think I was reading, I was reading about Abraham and I, it was so boring. You guys, it was so boring. I was like, God, how is me reading about Abraham going to help my marriage? How is this going to help my husband be um, faithful and committed to me? Because that's what I want. That's that's really what I want. And I realized later when I got into an actual real relationship with God, my when my heart turned to not wanting him to fill a need, but wanting him to just fill me. When I got to that place, the word became alive to me. The word looked different to me. I could read about anything and see how it applied to me, to my soul. And from that word, I was full. And I'm going to tell you, my at, during that time, we, um, we were separated. We were just on the brink of getting a divorce. And 
my husband came back to me and said, man, don't you miss us? Don't you want us to be together again? I know he was wanting that. And it was one of the first times I was able to say, no, I found something in God. I found joy and I don't want to do anything right now that's going to take that away. I want to stay in this place that I am. And he'll tell you to this day, that is the moment that turned him to Christ. That is what changed him. When I got to a place of where I was full in God, in God alone, I was full with his word and his words was enough for me alone. That gave me joy. He saw it. My husband saw it and it changed him. And I'm here to tell you today, he is not the same man he was before. Only God can do that. Only when we look to him to be our everything, not look to him to give us everything. But when we look to him as our provider, as you are my source, you are the one I love. You are the one that I need. Because as long as I have you, God, I have everything that I need. Let me tell you, people will feel it. Your core, the people around you will feel it. You don't have to try to change them. Allow your love for God to change you and it will change the people around you. What does this have to do with depression? I do not know. (laughs) I don't know. But God wants me to talk about it. He wants me to encourage you and remind you that he is the one you ought to look to. I know in our sadness and in our pain, we want to do everything we can to remove ourselves from the situation, to remove ourselves from the sadness and from the pain. But God is saying, I want you to experience me experience me in it. I can still be your God. I am still with you where you're at, but you have to see me as shepherd. You have to see me as the provider. If you keep seeing me as the person who just fixes everything, who I'm your backup plan, then you're not getting the full benefits, the full use out of me. See, God doesn't want to just be the God in your valley or just the God in, in your, on, your, on your mountaintop. God wants to be your shepherd. He wants to be your provider in life till death do us part. <laughs> and even that in death, it won't part us. It won't separate us from God. It won't separate us from the love of God. God just want to be it for you. And one thing else I love about this, this verse, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want here. You know, Holy Spirit said, Shawanda, David was not saying, I don't want anything because I have God. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I shall not, meaning I am commanding a place in in my soul to not want anything more than what I have right now, because God is my shepherd. I don't have to want. So if any place in my soul begins to try to get to a place of I'm wanting something, I'm, I'm going to command it. No, I shall not. I shall not want because I don't have to want. And I don't have to want because of what, what, does, what does the word say that preceded it? It says, the Lord is my shepherd. That's the reason. See, we keep 
we'll sometimes go in cycles of wanting things because something else is our shepherd. Something else is feeding us. Something else is guiding us. And whatever it is, I'm going to tell you right now, the only thing that will allow you not to thirst again is Jesus Christ. So if we put anything else in that place, we're going to thirst again. We're going to want again. We're going to feel unsatisfied. We're going to feel unfulfilled. And God is saying, when you put me in the place of your provider, your shepherd, you shall not want. We have the power and the authority to tell our souls, no, I shall not want. I have God. I know who I am. And I know who I am in God. And I know who he is. So I don't have to want this thing. If it's something that God wants me to have, I will have it. When he wants me to have it. I can ask him for it. And I can leave it there. I can trust that my God, my shepherd knows me so well. He knows when I need a thing. He knows when to give me the desires of my heart. I know there's a scripture that says that if we delight ourselves in God, he will give us the desires of our heart. It doesn't say when, though. It doesn't say when. And it doesn't mean that he's giving us everything we want. He's giving us the, the thing to desire. So even the thing that we are desiring in our hearts, it's because God has placed them there. If we're delighting in him, if he is our shepherd and our guide, he's placing it in us. And if you're delighting in God... Just because God gave you a desire, that's not going to move you to try to go and figure things out on your own. No, he's the God. Meaning that provider we're talking about, he's the provider of my steps. He's the provider of the direction I should go in. He's the provider of the time that I should go in. God wants to be in every detail of your life. Infuse your life with God's word. Infuse your life with God is, is my provider of this. The more we open ourselves up to God in every place in our life, the more you're going to see him, the more you're going to see his provision. I just hear that for someone today. There's, there's, there's the only reason there's lack is because God's not there. You haven't allowed him to be in that place in your life. Will you make God your shepherd? Will you allow him to be your provider? Will you wait on him? Will you command your soul to say, I, you know what? I shall not want. I choose to make God my provider today. We have what we need when we need it because God is our provider and he knows when he needs to release something to us, he knows our soul well enough. I mean, he, we are so known by God. Will you trust him to be your shepherd? Will you trust him to provide even the happiness you long for? God knows you want peace. He knows you're tired of the suffering. He knows you're tired of the hurt. But will you choose to stop being your own guide to, to getting your own manufactured way of peace? Will you stop trusting yourself to be your own guide 
to making yourself happy? God is saying right now, daughter, son, even if you fell away from him and you, you, you're a wayward son or daughter listening to this, God is saying, let me back in. Let me guide you again. Let me fill that place in you where you've maybe lost hope. Where you, there's a lack of interest and pleasure. Of being happy, of doing anything anymore. I know that's what depression is. And he said, I can fill that interest. I can fill that place that you that wanted to be happy. I can I can give you that desire because now you're delighting in me. You're delighting in me. You're finding something in me. And I'm telling you guys, that is the difference between your healing, between your deliverance of you trying to use God and you trying to know God. I was trying to use God to fix my marriage. And God was like, if you just know me, I'll fix you. I'll fix the lack in you. The lack that wants this, this happiness, this peace, this joy, this contentment, I can fix it in you without ever having to touch your marriage. And from fixing that in me, he changed my husband. Now, he's not my husband today, but he's, he's changed. He's renewed. And I thank God for what he did. He didn't have to save the marriage. He saved me. And he still saved my ex-husband. And I don't know what your story is today. But God is saying, know me. Delight in me. Make me your shepherd again. Make me your provider again. And I'll, I'll fill you in the place that you lack. I'll fill you in jo- with joy in the place there is sadness. I'll fill you with pleasure. I'll satisfy you. I'll quench your thirst. You don't have to be thirsty anymore. All right. At the end of every podcast, you know, I love to do confessions for the soul. And for this month, I want you guys to also um, meditate on a song each week. And I want to give you a song each week. And this song for this week It's called Shall Not Want. It's by Elevation Worship and Maverick City. Um, Chandler Moore is the one who sings the song, but you can look it up. Shall Not Want, Elevation Worship, and I'm sure it'll come up. Listen to that song, you guys. It was just a blessing to my soul. I really like the lyrics. The first verse, it was saying how, you know, will you be my light when I cannot see? God is the provider of our light when it's dark, when it feels dark. He is our guide. And it also says, when I can't take another step, Lord, will you carry me? I'm here to tell you, he is the source of our strength. Just this past week, I got kind of hit with life. And it was a it was a blow, but it didn't knock me down. It didn't destroy me. 
But I, I was able to turn to the God that I know who is my God, who is my provider and say, God, will you carry me? Because <laughs> right now it's hard to walk. And he said, I'll hold you. I'll keep you from falling. I'll keep you from failing. That's the God that we serve. That's the God who wants to love on us, who wants to guide us, who wants to provide for us. God is our strength. God is the provider of our hope. He is the provider of our encouragement. He will give you everything that you need and more. Will you turn to him today? Okay, so check out that song. And we'll go ahead and do the confessions for the depressed soul. I want you to speak this over your life. I want you to believe this. You meditate on this. When you say these words, say these words with um, a repentant heart. Maybe you've gone to a place of where you you haven't been seeking God first, or maybe you've been seeking Him just to use Him for what you want, but you haven't been seeking Him as God is my shepherd, God is my provider. God is the one that I want to delight in, that I want to know. I want you to speak this with a repentant heart that I'm going to see you properly again, God. I'm going to choose to make you Lord of my life. It says the Lord is my my shepherd. You know, there's God, but then there's Lord. Lord is someone who leads. Lord is someone who reigns. And We can make a lot of things lords in our life, but will we make God our Lord? Will we make him our shepherd? Repeat after me. The Lord is my shepherd, my provider of everything that I need. The Lord is my light, my provider when I can't see. The Lord is the one that holds me, my provider When I can't walk, the Lord is my strength, my provider. When I am weak, the Lord is my everything. Because I have him, I have everything I need. So I command my soul not to want. Amen, you guys. Amen. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate this podcast. Um, You know, your rating will help get refreshing to others. Also, review it. Leave a review of what you think about it. Um, Also, if you haven't already, head over to Amazon and purchase my 30-day devotional, Rest for the Soul. You know, each devotional is filled with how you can live in God's rest. All right, you guys. Love you. Have a blessed rest of the week. Until next time. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.